What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What it do, KC, Lee 86. Hi there. I'm D-Beats1492. Is that your call <laughs> center voice? <laughs> Hell yeah. This one, sometimes I'll be fucking with me right. putting on a fucking country accent and shit. Hey, right, you got to have fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and kick it off with some NFL news. Uh, it's a lot of uh, things being churned around. Fellas, go ahead and give us some tidbits on some NFL news. Yeah, a couple t- uh, tidbits that I got starting out um, is that um, developing uh, today, earlier today, was that Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers is placed on the reserve COVID list. Um, he has not tested positive. For COVID, um, it's kind of a situation like Chris Jones was just in this past week leading up to the game against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Roethlisberger is going to have to go through those five days of quarantining and um, all negative tests for COVID. So that's just something to kind of watch. Um, like I said, there is a possibility that he can play this Sunday against Cincinnati. We'll just have to see. And um, he just had going to have to go through the uh, proper protocols. But as of now, Ben Roethlisberger and I think like three other players for the Steelers are on that list. That's just starting out with the first one. If you guys want to kind of chime in on that. Well, it's an ongoing thing within the NFL. One week is one team or one uh, franchise and it's the next. That's all I really got on Big Ben. And still I was just going to add that I didn't know if Lee had this in his back pocket or not, but they said since uh, November 1st till the 7th that it reportedly that there has been, seven, I mean, 57 players and I believe 15 or 17 staff members from across the NFL that have caught uh, or just been uh, either connected to or around the virus as far as, like you said, uh, have to be put on that list or actually contracted the virus. And then also, I don't know if you had this on your back plate as well there, buddy. Um, I saw today while I was at work that uh, the NFL, depending on if they have to cancel games, if they do, they're going to expand the playoffs to two more uh, playoff teams on each conference there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, uh, I did did kind of know uh, about both of those tidbits that you just threw out there. Like you said, about 50, 50 to 55 players and about 10 staff members throughout the NFL, like you said, has been in close contact with someone that may have had COVID or had symptoms. So I did know about that. And that is a kind of eyebrow raising right there. Like, whoa, you know, those numbers kind of increased out of out of nowhere. And then as far as the expansion of the playoffs, uh, me and you kind of talked off air about that uh, the other day. Um you know, when we were talking about that, you know, that's just something that they may have in their back pocket. You know, um, if this thing keeps on, keep going on, you know, with the COVID thing. But um, I don't think we'll get to that. Hopefully, you know, with news coming out that there is a vaccination that has been 90 percent 
you know, um, that that's the the vaccine that is going around for the COVID has been not, has been effective and it's showing that the percentage of it is working. So mm. uh, that that was good news to hear um, with this whole pandemic thing, you know, that there is a vaccine going around out there and hopefully it can kind of have a positive outcome with the NFL and their players. I got one question for you, Lee. If they give you that vaccine, you taking it? Yeah, I'll I'll take the vaccine or whatever. Yeah, Uh, I'll take it after I see what it does does to your ass, okay? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's nothing that they're just testing, you know, you know, they did extensive testing and, you know, did their homework on this vaccines, but, you know, there, there's word that it isn't harmful. There isn't no real extensive, you know, reactions to the vaccine. So this is something that, you know, but that's your question. Yeah, I probably, yeah, I would get the vaccine. Are you taking that motherfucker? If it ain't uh, mandated, no. I ain't never had a flu uh, flu shot in my life, so if it's something that I don't need to have or they're not making me take to live normal life, no, I'm I mean, not I know this is Sports Star KC. Okay, let me stop. This is Sports Star KC. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. What? No, I was going to say, I'm sure that they were going to have have it to be mandated to like if you want to travel or you have to go into certain stores, they're gonna be like, you have the vaccine type of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if it's something like that, but if it's if I can go on normal activity without taking it, like I said, I never took a flu shot before in my life. I haven't got coronavirus yet as of now. I mean, if it's something that ain't mandated and no, I'm not taking it but if it's something I gotta live just to go to the grocery store to eat and a brother gotta eat so I guess right. I have to take that's, that's kind of where I see part of you know work a job that's kind of how I stand yeah. on it if there has to be you know a, a a proof of the vaccine you know to to get through with everyday living and everyday motions then, like I said, of course, you know, uh, I would not shy away from the vaccination that could ultimately help you. It's just one of those things. It's just, it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, like I was talking to my dad about it, you know, kind of, we kind of like, yeah, we'll see how it plays out, you know, um, you know, how it keeps playing out. But as far as from the talks from the experts and things of that nature, uh, this vaccine, has been working. And so um, they're showing it to be uh, out of all their testings and people that got it, it's been 90% effective. So that's a pretty high percentage to work. So in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking yeah. that motherfucker. I agree. I agree with it. Like I said, it just depends, man. Like, like Lee said, the testing and if it's government issued and Everything is okay with it, and it goes to all the proper precautions. People's not getting sick from it or contracting it uh, after taking it. Then all right. cool. Um, but, uh, okay, yeah. I'll just wait for y'all to take it, know. then y'all let me know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, we all got our opinion on here. But uh, 
Let's go on. Uh, any other news in the uh, uh, in the, uh yeah, NFL world? just to kind of like uh, shift gears a little bit, uh, kind of going to some Chiefs news, you know, involving um, you know, some NFL slash Chiefs news. Um, Taco Charleston, um, he is out. Uh, he was put on IR today. Um, he played that one snap in the win Sunday against Carolina, and he has a leg fracture, so his season is more than likely done. Um, uh, Martavis uh, uh, Rankin, mm. the lineman, he will be coming back off of the uh, IR reserve, IR destination, and he'll probably be playing in the game against Oakland. So that's good news along that uh, offensive line. Rankin should be back. Um, I did see some positive news as well. Okafor should be back as well uh, from his IR destination. Um, Just kind of saying all that to kind of leading up to – I was posed a question, and I seen this earlier as well. So this is my question to you all. Yeah, we know Rankin is coming is coming back for that offensive line. Um, I think Rimmers is still dealing with the injury. I believe he went out for a little bit in Sunday's game, but he came back in. My question is this. There's two familiar faces that are out there and available, and that's Steven Wisniewski, who was just recently let released by the Pittsburgh Steelers, And that's Terrell Suggs, who was on the Chiefs last year. Um, My question to you guys is that would you take a shot on one of those two, one of those guys or possibly both of them? My opinion is that this is just my opinion. You know, um, Wisniewski knows the terminology and so does Suggs. Um, If there's some money there, then I would, especially Terrell Suggs, you know, with, with Taco going down, I think we'll be okay with the offensive line. But that's just the kind of question I wanted to throw out there. What do you guys think about bringing the services back of Wisniewski and Terrell Suggs for the second half? You want me to go first, Cal? Uh, uh, Steve with, uh, uh, with Wisniewski. Uh, you know, his last name is hard to pronounce. I hope I'm not slaying his name, but uh, anyway, I think he would be a good uh addition to that uh offensive line that is hobbled already. Uh, you need people like you, like you know, people going down next man up. We had injuries last week, and guys, you know, are not 100%. So, I think uh, with Newski would be a good uh, solid uh, vet to add to that line that the Chiefs is already, you know, kind of shifting around players like chess pieces. Um, as for Suggs, I mean, ah, I don't know. Uh, I'm more more interested in the offensive side of the ball when it comes to that front line. Uh, but as for Terrell Suggs, I can do or do without, but I think Webb Newski would be a good Is he still there? Hello, Cal. You still there, Cal? Anchor said you are the weakest link, but uh, all right, that's some six. Uh, but like I said, uh, adding Steve uh, would be a good addition to that line. But as Terrell Suggs, I mean, 
the defensive front is uh, a little bit in shambles with Taco going down and they haven't really been getting too much push uh, as far as sacks <laughs> uh, for the Chiefs defensive front. So maybe Suggs may be a good piece. Maybe he may be a piece of motivating factor to that defensive front. Uh, but uh, Beast, what you got, man? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of with Lee. I want to bring Suggs back to hold that other side opposite of uh, Clark. Um, yeah, I was glad we were gonna say that. Yeah, because we was getting our ass handed to us on on certain drives as far as. It's like we knew Christian was getting the ball and we still couldn't stop his ass. So, um, to me, as far as the offensive line, I mean, if you want to bring uh, Steven Wisniewski back, I'm a, I'm not opposed to it. But to me, you need to kick Austin Ryder's ass out of there because he was in there back in there on Sunday. And Kilgore needs to be in there. And they just need to freaking uh, line up in some running formation and actually run the freaking ball. Now help them on that side, but to to answer to stick to it, to stick to the question. Yeah, I bring subs back. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 I just wanted to throw in there. I think Suggs is so. I think Suggs is a good fit, and he'll be down to do it again. You know, you tell he'll see. Oh, I can give me a. I can give me another one, a, a third, a, a a third ring. To go to with my resume and get another one with the Chiefs again. And like you said, the opposite side of Frank Clark, him and Frank Clark is real tight. So, you know, uh, that's a plus plus right there. You know, them dudes have a relationship outside of all of, of what goes on on the football field. So um I think, like I said, man, I, I could see Suggs all day long. I just asked myself, is the money that they possibly the little extra change that they possibly had to work with, did that go, did that get eaten up by Le'Veon Bell? It's just like, you know, but I, I can't, I'm scared to ask myself that because Brett Veach is a mastermind at maneuvering with these guys, you know, especially like a deal like Suggs or Wisniewski. He can, he can, he can trick you like that, you know, Seem like in his sleep, so it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. Um, both of these dudes have experience with the organization, with the with the respective, you know, uh, systems offensively and defensively. So I think it'd be a win win if you got at least one of them. But who I, I could see more of Suggs than was Noose because you got Rimmers in the off season, so. I don't know, but with Brett Veach, don't shrug away at it. That's all I'm saying because I seen it and I was posed this question by someone today. So, yeah, people are seeing those people are seeing, you know, those two guys name pop up just as well as that as as I did. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. And uh, speaking of Suggs, I think um, I, mean, I know we, I mean, we know he was like what, 15 years in? He's he was been in the league for a while. And he was a pretty uh I ain't gonna say he was dominant, but he was a good adding piece to that Chiefs defense that came along at the second half of the uh season with Suggs mm-hmm. on that roster. Mm-hmm. Uh do y'all think that he would be a, a major fixture on that other end of supporting uh Clark? Because nobody's really over there to support him. And does he have the uh and does he have the uh Anything you know enough left in his tank 
to play more snaps at that side. I mean, if he's coming in, if he's coming in in the situational mindset how he did last year, finish out these, finish out these. 11, 12 games. <laughs> That's counting some playoff games, the Super Bowl, and the rest of your your schedule. So I think he would. You know, um, his experience, he knows where to be at. If he's not making the tackle, he's going to make sure somebody else is able to make that tackle. You know, like Beat says, setting that edge on that other side. Oh, Sucks, Sucks can set that edge. I don't care how old he is. He showed that last year that he can come off the street and be productive and still set an edge against elite tackles in this NFL. So I think he would bring some extra little, uh, you know, to this defense. Um, that's just my opinion. I just wanted to say uh, we may not be, be getting sacks as a defensive unit, but this team, this defensive front ranks third in pressures. So, yeah, we may not be getting sacks, but when I seen that statistic pop up, like, oh, shit, they're third in pressures. They may not be getting sacks, but they're forcing quarterbacks to get that ball out earlier than what they want to. So, I'll just leave that right there. Uh, uh, to answer your question, uh, Kyle, uh, I think he would just come in as a uh, another rotating piece. And, I mean, that's up to him if he wants to come back and actually play, to be honest. But I, I don't think he'll be, you know, like a starter or anything. It, it'll probably be Mike Dana. He just – and he'll come in with, you know, uh, Tano Passanio and – uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, and uh, just be a rotational player and on, then that, you, on that side. And then you got that under. And then you got that other kid, Tershawn Wharton, like you said, uh, K-Pass, uh, Okafor, Oak Dog should be coming back. So, yeah, but like you said, all those guys that you're naming, Dana, but if something happens to those guys, knock on wood, you're going to need somebody to kind of be there, you know, to fall back on. So that's just kind of where I stand with, with the Suggs and, and Wisniewski thing. All right. Well, um, let's just go on into our Chiefs uh, post game, man. It was a uh, more of a battle than what we thought when it came to the uh, Carolina and Chiefs game. Uh, McCaffrey was able to uh, showcase his skills. Uh, did get knocked out the game his first game back, but he showed that uh, he was definitely fresh and uh, very elusive on that football field. That uh, definitely took that Chiefs team to the wire. What was it, thirty-three to thirty-one, Chiefs? Yes, sir. All mm-hmm. right. Let's just get on ahead and get off into it, man. Uh, like we said, the Chiefs was victorious, but it was more of a hall fart fault game than what we thought. But let's just go ahead and just get off into the Chiefs post game and fellas, what you got? Y'all want to break this down it's like separately, offense, defense, or just just go ahead and just give our little, you know, just a just a free spill on the game, how we usually do. Uh how we normally do it, no matter. Okay. Well, for me, you know, uh, there is some, you know, there is some concerns uh, (laughs) with the team overall, you know, offensively, defensively, and special teams. But uh, I say once again, um, there's parity in this league. You know, the Carolina Panthers came in. Um, 
I said a couple. I said a couple shows back that it's not necessarily the Jets game that I was worried about. It was the Carolina Panthers game that was really tricky, and it turned out to be correct how I thought. Carolina came in and played very good ball after being embarrassed uh, by the Atlanta Falcons the prior week. Um, I felt, you know, uh, only shark. I, I was okay. I was, I was very satisfied with the offense. Patrick Mahomes threw for four touchdowns. You know, um, they did what they needed to do. Um, Carolina is a very good. Let me just put that out there. Carolina, Carolina is a very good Russian defensive team, just like the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are zero and nine, but these teams are very good against the run, and it's just like Pat and Andy Reid said. If they're taking away that, we're going. We got it. They got to actually worry about the passing aspect of this offense as well. And they did a good job, you know, uh, putting up points when they need to. You would like to see them punch it in instead of hitting the two early field goals, you know, uh, to make it fourteen six or whatever. But as the ball, you know, as they got on track, you know, they started putting that thing in the end zone. You know, that was my only problem with the offense, you know, you know, try your best to score to, you know, you're not, a, you're not going to score touchdowns every, every time down the field. You're just not, you know, but, you know, we wanted to see them put up sevens in those three, in those three type of, you know, situations, but it is what it is. Um, you know, like I said, the run game is going to get to clicking. You know, these, these are two good Russian team, defensive Russian teams that we faced. Defensively, um, hey, Teddy Bridgewater and, and these guys, man, you know, they were moving the ball. You know, um, they were very aggressive going forward in forking short, shorted situations, you know, uh, converting those, went for the fake punt, things of that nature. Um you know, they were just aggressive. Like you said, Cal, they took it to the wire. They they battled and they clawed all afternoon, uh, you know, against us, you know. Uh, but the defense, I felt, you know, yeah, we gave up some things, you know, let them get out to a very – to an early lead that we all did not expect. You know, I thought it would be us jumping out to an early lead. But they jumped out to a lead. But – like I was telling Beats one before we got on air, the defense, I feel they did what they had to do when they had to do it. You know, um, they were getting stops, you know, holding them to field goals and they're they're missing a field goal, you know, um, getting a three and out when they needed to. You know, this defense does that. This offense does that. When they need to show up, they show up. And that's just my kind of, you know, that's just my my little rant. Um, special teams, it is a problem. Bucker, like I said, uh, just trying to hurry up and get get, get through this, you know. Uh, but this special teams thing has to be fixed. I don't know if it's a combination, be, you know, mental with what Bucker's thinking and be, with how uh, how the pun, you know, how the holder is holding it and Tommy Townsend. I just don't know. But four points was left on the field just due to special teams. And so, Overall, good win, man. Uh, just a good win. We did what we had to do. Carolina, they fought and they clawed. I'm, I, I'm not going to rag the boys like that, like that, because ultimately the W side was affected versus the losing side in this game. Yeah, they fought us hard. Hell, 
Look at look at look at the Jets playing playing New England all tough. Shit, a couple of other games, you know, that went down to the wire. Teams we didn't expect. There's parity in this league, man. These guys get paid too, and I just felt that the Chiefs did what they had to do, and I'm glad that we pulled out a win. But there is concerns. But we did what we had to do to get the win against the uh, Panthers. Uh, before I go to you, Beast, I'm just going to just say this one thing that really I was pretty much hung up on. I'm going to take three and outs. Now, I know that happens. You're not going to get first downs. You're not going to march down the field every time. But it was a form of three and outs that the Chiefs really accumulated during this game, with it being third, third and ten or third or what have you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. that's third and long situations. And what I noticed a lot, which we noticed a lot with this team, is the same thing that was occurring last year in games, third and longs. And I understand we didn't have a run game, but we were trying to develop this run game that's not given a shot where we can get those three yards in a cloud of dust, as beasts like to say, to make it more manageable downs to obtain that third down. Well, we're going for the Gusta out of the first three plays, and then we're coming off the field in long three-and-out situations and to kick it back to them. That's the issue. And that happened several times. I agree. Mm-hmm. That was my only main thing that I was hung up on when it came to the Chiefs offense. The yeah. Ball, the yeah. ball was not being ran at all. And just to throw that out there, like I told Beats before I got before we got on here, what really pissed me off is when you're up, you have a lead, you get the ball, and you just have to get a first down, and you let Pat take a 10-yard a sack, and it puts you in third and long, you punt the ball right back to Carolina. Right. That had me upset because it's like, why are y'all using that RPO stuff? If y'all going to try to throw the ball, you know, do what you've been doing, line pad up, shotgun or something. And that was really playing with fire to go three and out like that. And I told Beats that. And that's what really pissed me off about them um, in that game was that little sequence where we punted it right back to them and gave them life. Okay, I guess I'll just pick it up there. Um, As far as the run game concerned with the Chiefs, I think it's an issue when you have Clyde and you have Le'Veon Bell. I don't know what the total – carries as far as the run game concern is for them, but I know I can count it on both of my hands. And that's and to me. 15. 15. 15. 15. It sure didn't seem it like. Did, it did, man. It seemed, it, it didn't. I'm sorry. It didn't. It seemed like 10 to me. That's still too, that's still, that's still too low. 15, yeah, it's still too low. Yeah, you need about another, uh, a good, another good uh, seven or eight on top of that. But it just seems like they can't get into a rhythm. And then, like you said, when they do want to run the ball, it's either like these little – it's either the RPO, which I'm okay with, but it's not like – it's not like they get up in a in a running – in a lineup in a uh, running style formation. And like you said before, uh, Lee, and have sausages out there and run behind somebody. It's, it's either they do that dumb draw – uh, draw a player or whatever where they where they when the lineman is zone blocking and they kind of go sideways and then they just pick up a yard or something like that. Um, 
and I get that you said that the past two uh, games, the the run defense for the for the opposing defense are pretty top notch. But in my opinion, against Carolina, when you're facing four and three def- defense alignment and the linebackers are ten yards back, that's a favorable box. Your line should be able to block those fools up. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. You should be able to run, mm-hmm. run, run, and get some yardage and stick with that and keep give your defense a little bit of rest when you know the other team is trying to, you know, milk the clock a little bit. Um, and then I just want to – the other thing that kind of uh, pissed me off, not necessarily pissed me off, but this was kind of – not necessarily concerning, but just, um, I guess, um, weird, I guess, the connection between uh, Mahomes and Hill – Hill was targeted 18 times on Sunday. 18. That's a lot for a wide receiver. Only came away with nine. I mean, I get that. That's a a lot. I mean, it would be better if it was like nine for 12 or something like that. But nine for 18, that means you only miss, that means you only hit on half of your targets. And some of those were were Mahomes where he overthrew him. He was wide open. And it seemed like he just threw a laser instead of just, you know throwing up a lob and letting it drop down and letting Tyreek run under it. And then other times it seemed like Mahomes was expecting Hill to be somewhere or continue his route and Hill stops. And then, you know, the ball, you know, ends up incomplete. So I hope they figure that out on the bye. And then as far as defense, um, uh, like I told you, Lee, I I, I don't know what Spash was, was doing on uh Sunday because I mean, like, because uh, Cal know I went, uh, we went over to uh, Tasha's friend's house, and I'm yelling at the whole, I'm yelling at the whole damn TV that uh, um, 22 is getting the ball. And 90, 95 to 90% of the time, it was 22 getting the ball. And you know who that is, Christian McCaffrey. And I'm like, how, how do I know that he's getting the ball? But there's miscommunication on when they went for the, when he got the first touchdown. There was miscommunication. Me and you spoke about this, Lee, as far as Thornhill um, coming in on that blitz, and then uh, Honey Badger had to kind of kind of make up for it, but not really make up for it because he was out of position, um, and he was looking back saying, what the hell? Um, I mean, there were several other instances where there were some times where they were in the backfield and they met Christian McCaffrey and they was able to get the tackle, but most uh, – Nine times out of ten, they met him in the backfield. Somehow this fool runs up and gets about five or six yards. And I'm like, man, what the hell is going on here? Um, so I don't know if the, I don't know if it was just what, what Spaz was calling, or I don't know if they underestimated uh Carolina, or you know, it's, it just seems like they play down to their opponents, kind of, when it gets to this point in the season where they're kind of bored and they need somebody to, you know, come in that they can that can get their attention. But, uh, yeah, I, I just hope they figure that out because with, off the bye, you're going to have a Raiders team that's going to be looking for another win and for the sweep of the season. And I bet you they're going to play a lot like how Carolina did against us. They're going to take shots. They're going to go for it. They're going to they're gonna uh, fake punch. And then, like you guys said, um, I don't know what's going on between – what's going on in Buck, Buckner, Buckner between the ears, but – he better figure it out because, like, this is this is going on too many times in a, in a row. This is what week week nine, week eight, whatever, and it's starting to become a trend. We're starting to say the same thing every week, and so 
Uh, hopefully, they'll get it right after the box. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, Bucker very well could have cost us this game. Um, like you said, uh, me, you had talked about this. Their kicker, he has a, a fucking cannon for a leg. And that kick, I went back and looked at it again, Beats. That kick was it had it had enough up on it to make it through. It just sailed yeah, right so on. Could've, they so, could have won that game. Bucker, I told you. Exactly. Exactly. And so with that being said, Bucker's four points that he leaves out on that field could have came back to bite you. So I agree wholeheartedly. Defensively, I'm going to just throw this out there real quick. Number 50, Willie Gay, when he's out there, this kid is progressing every week. He is making impactful plays every time he is on the field. He had, I think, about 12 total snaps in this game. And it was times to where he was really sealing shit, setting shit down. It was times to where he was getting good tackles on McCaffrey and everything. Spags in this defense, Matt House, the linebacking coach, these they need to – I'd rather see Willie Gay in there Thank than you. Ben Neiman. Um, I keep saying that. Uh, because every time this kid is out there, he is making impactful plays. And he showed that Sunday. When he's out there, he has the speed and athleticism to be around the ball every time. Keep Willie Gay out there. 56 Neiman does not need to be out there. Willie Gay, I know they're they're working him along, but this kid is showing. Each week y'all put me out there for however many snaps y'all put me out there. I'm going to make an impact. And this second half of the season, I want to see Willie Gay a lot more in his 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 young legs and his athletic ability. It, 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 it just has to be, man. It has to be. This kid is making plays. But once again, the Chiefs win in a odd way. Um, like you said. If we're clicking on all this, we give up a fake punt. We give up a a, a fourth down touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Chris Jones has a 15-yard unnecessary roughness penalty. Bucker leaves four points on the field. You you don't do these things, man. The Chiefs win this game easily by two touchdowns. So that's what I'm saying. I'd rather do these things in the season then in the playoffs when it really counts. Let them get all these hiccups out of their blood flow and out of their out of their mental during the season. And if you're winning while you're still having these hiccups, that is just scary. And I'm gonna leave it at that. And I'm gonna just say I'm glad that we are eight and one at the halfway point of this season. Job well done, Chiefs. But you guys have to clean up some things, terminology to keep going for the second half of the season. Because like B said, Oakland is going to play you tough. Miami's mm-hmm. going to play you tough. And you know Tampa Bay. And you know Tampa Bay and New Orleans is going to play you tough. So I'm not knocking them. Just dusting things up. You don't got to throw the drawing board. You don't have to throw the drawing board that you're writing on away and start all the way over. Just dust some things up for the second half of this season. But job well done to this team being eight and one at the halfway point in a bye week that is so so much needed. I said when the se- when the season started, 
damn, they put the bye week at a very nice spot. And it came out to be this bye week was right on time. And I just want to go to two points that you say. The one that you the, – the latest one that you just said as far as Willie Gay being out there versus Ben Neiman. Thank you for saying that. I really do appreciate you saying that because I remember – I'm like, Spaz, what the hell are you doing? There's certain situations where you're blitzing and you're leaving, you're leaving Neiman and freaking Sorensen one-on-one with Christian McCaffrey. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. I really don't. Sorensen, Sorensen, you know, Dirty Dan is a swift army knife, but he's an average, he's a, he's like a, a D plus, C plus player that's that, you know, performs, doing whatever. Um, as far as uh, he's an overachiever, he's playing at a B minus. But uh, just as far as uh, overall, if he was on Madden, he would be at 72, okay? So, yeah, I, 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 I understand that. Uh, and you said that Willie Gay only had 12 snaps. And we up there talking about the run game needs to go up. His snaps need to go up. He needs to be out on that field more because he, he has – Speed to go sideline mm-hmm. to sideline, and he can cover running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and tight ends. He really does, bro. They they need to put Willie Gay. They need to implement him in in these base packages, these nickel packages, whatever. You can use him as a blitzer every now and then because he's faster than Hitchens and he's faster than Wilson. So use this kid's explosiveness and this athleticism. I'm not knocking them. They're at the halfway point. This team will get it. I, they, they, they have to get it. They have to get it. That is a glaring, that is a glaring, um, that is something glaring right there, right up underneath their nose when it comes to Willie Gay. Because the kid is making plays every time he steps on the fucking uh-huh. field. And then just to your other point about the little mistakes here and there, um, I hope I hope you're right as far as they they get it out of their system. Hopefully towards the second half and then going into the playoffs because I mean one or two or three weeks, you know that's all right. But now you starting getting to this part, it, it becomes a trend, and that's and that shows me that's who you are. You're kind of an undisciplined team when it comes to either getting yourself stuck in third and longs, whether that's holding calls or whatever, your play calling that where you run these stupid draws and then you only get two or three yards at that and then you're stuck in second and second and third and long. <clears throat> Sorry. And then on defense, like you said, Chris Jones, and he always does this in my opinion. He has one of these boneheaded plays where he uh I mean I like, you can't do that. Like, the ball is clearly gone, and you just take Teddy Bridgewater to the ground. Like, dude, we got – if you do that, we're off the field. They're punting back to us. Like, you just gave them 15 yards in the first down. They continue. They drive down, and they score. So, that you know, you can't do dumb stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I'm going to just – I, I know Cal ready to take the rings over so we can move it on along. I'm going to just say this. This running game will improve if the Chiefs do these three things. Run more halfback leads with Sherman. Run more swings 
Toss play, Le'Veon Bell is good. It seems like with the run game, the Chiefs always want to run up into the teeth of shit, right up the middle. Get these fast, athletic backs outside the numbers on a toss, misdirection, halfback draws, where Le'Veon is lined up on the on the weak side of the formation, and Pat you know, kind of does like a look, you know, kind of motions over his way and, the, and, you know, a misdirection run. The run looks like it's going to the right, but it's really going to the left. Make defenses think about what you're going to do when you run the ball. Halfback tosses, lead dives, and misdirection runs with these two running backs that shit will work, and that's all I'm going to say. You don't see none of those three plays when it comes to this running game and the Chiefs know better. Get these two athletic backs that can move outside the numbers. Quit trying to run up into the teeth of shit, and you're going against max pressure, max run pressure at that. Get these dudes outside the fucking numbers and start running misdirections. Well, um, I'm going to say this on the identity side of it, Max. You guys, you know, really took it over. But as for the Chiefs' identity uh, when it comes to their offense, like I said, it's the same thing that was occurring last year on the second half of the season. And I'm starting to just think, is this just what this Chiefs' offense identity is? To get in third and long situations, throw it all on Pat Sorn, and just hope the Pat can make a play. No, no, no. I don't think that's the identity – but if you if you ask me, this is a passing offense. It just is. Why have all these weapons? See, we kind of see, we kind of take it for granted that we have a lot of weapons on the outside. Because then, what if we're in a situation to where we can't run the ball? And then what if we say, oh, well, damn, these motherfuckers need to start passing the ball? Da 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 da. They can't even pass the ball. That's the thing. You got all these. You got all these weapons. You have to use them. And if they're gonna take away the run game, whatever. You have the best. You have the best quarterback in the, in the league to cut you up by a thousand cuts. So if they're gonna take away the run game, like Andy Reid said, you're, you you definitely gonna have to worry about the passing aspect of it. So pick your poison, man. Pick your poison. We have to be blessed that we can go to the passing game if teams are shutting down the run. They know we got Le'Veon Bell and, and, and Clyde. We have to be blessed and, and, and in the position that we can cut motherfuckers up through the through the air if need be. I don't think that's what Cal's saying. I think I think he just wants more of a balance, like I've been saying in game. No, I yeah. know he wasn't saying. Yeah, I know that's what he wasn't. I know, I know he wasn't saying that. That was just my my oh, backspin. Okay. All well, I'm just gonna say this. Um, I'm with Cal. It could be more balanced to where, you know, the defense doesn't necessarily know what you're doing because they already thinking pass anyway. They gonna so like I've been saying this whole season. Teams are starting to call their bluff and say. Here, yeah. you can have the run. We rather die slowly. And like I said, I, I get what you're saying, uh, Lee, as far as, yes, he can dice you up, but you don't want to depend on that every time. 
Because you get against one of these good teams, nah, uh, that's not going to work. And what I'm saying, yeah, I know, I, 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 I know you can't do that every time. Not to mean to cut you off. My thing is that it's not a thing of balance. It's more so run and play design. You keep you're, you're running these backs up the middle each and every time the stuff is going for two yards, two, three yards in a cloud of dust. It's the run and play design. You have to get these dudes in well, space. I, my thing is what's – and I get that you don't want to do the same thing every uh, – Every week, but where's the where's the formations that were that you used against the Bills? Where's the formations that you use against the Ravens when you ran it good? Where's the where's the uh, the uh, I mean I know they were the Texans, but where where are those runs? I don't I don't see those plays anymore. You know what I mean? And I, I get that you can't run the same so, plays every week, but where's your variation off of that formation or you know your counter to that? So it looks like you're doing this, but it's something actually something else. It seems like they're running, like you said, to me, it seems like they're running a stupid RPO, or it's a, or if or if it's like just one of those um just handoff where they're running to the right and then the line is just bone blocking and then they're just going sideways and then the running backs just gets enough to get back to the line of scrimmage or get two yards. So is it safe to say that you guys know this team can run the ball because you just said yeah, just how, we cut, it how we where cut up the uh, – Where is it? Exactly. So if we, notice, if we know this team can run the ball on you and we see them do that in three, in three, three to four of these games, the Texans, the Bills, they ran the ball good against the Ravens, is, is that's what I'm trying to figure out. You guys know we can run a ball. You just want to see a little bit, yeah. a little bit more balance, correct? Or you guys just think you guys think we can't run no, a ball I think at we all? Can run the ball, you no, like you said, it's just the play yeah. selection and the frequency of running the ball. It seems like they rather just oh, uh, let's go three by one, and we're gonna run these gotcha. people in space, and we're gonna let Pat do it all. You got you got Le'Veon Bell, you got Clyde. Why don't you use it? You said about using the your the wide receivers. Why don't you use the backs? Right. And and, uh, one more thing, man. The way that Pat lines up, like it's like a dead giveaway. Most of the time, what the fuck they going to do? It's just, and I was and I was thinking about that shit when uh I was watching like. It's like it's, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? Go ahead, Cal. So I mean, Pat does not line up on the center at all. Nope, at all. And I don't know why that is. I don't know. You if can't do it. You're uncomfortable like doing it. I've been I've been hammering for that since last year. If he gets that game and he can pass from under center, man, you 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 open a whole new can of worms at it that. It changes point. too. But if you but if you in the same like it's like the same formation every like you know as far as him yeah, getting shotgun. the ball shotgun and or play you know or he scrambles out and play actions like the same yeah it's a, like I I, know, like you but, said you hit it right on the head Cal I've been clamoring for this for two years and you know it it's on record on this show 
several times where I said, if he gets considered, well, I really know huh? I really noticed it. This Shit, I've been noticing for the past two years because I, I mean, I let the first year go because I was like, okay, you should, you should be working on this now. You should be working on five. I've been saying this: five, a three-step drop, get rid of the ball. A five-step drop, get rid of the ball. Seven-step drop, get rid of the ball. If you add that to the arsenal, and you can do that from under center, the defense doesn't know what you're going to do. You can hand that sucker off. Or you can pass the ball, and then you can add in mm -hmm. the rest you're doing with the that, uh, with the shotgun. And that's the difference between – I think we had this conversation once before. I don't know if it was this year or last year. But this is the difference between Pat, Drew Brees, Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They can all do that. They can throw it. Yes, they can all line up under center and throw it from under center. From they can do a three step, but five I'm, step, and a seven yeah. step drop and throw it from under. And I, and I ain't, I ain't knocking Pat because I, I, I'm, I'm, we are blessed to have him. But they make shit pretty obvious a lot of the times, man. On this, offense, yeah, it's too, yeah, yeah. And and that's what, and that's just to be honest. Just watching Pittsburgh, um, you know, watching some of their games that we that we've been able to watch and looking at their highlights. Big Ben does that a lot. He he gets that ball out within three seconds, four seconds. It's a how 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 he does with 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 Chase Claypool and Juju and and Washington. He gets the ball out. A lot of their shit is yak. It, 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 it it's it's Big Ben hitting them in the seams, the zones of those defenses, and them dudes running after the catch. So I agree. You know, you got to get that ball out because when Pat does run play action, shit, he's six, seven, eight yards deep. You know, into the play action, and then it's like you look up. You know. <clears throat> Somebody's in your face. You got to get that shit out a little bit quicker. Yeah. You really, really do. And you have the tight end. You have the tight end and the little, you know, the 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 scatty receivers to get the ball out quick and create separation. You just have to implement that in to yeah. your arsenal, like you said. And speaking of that, which is yards after catch, what about to, uh, Travis Kelsey, baby? How about that guy? Yeah. Yeah, man. Travis Kelsey was really the difference. He really was because if you if you really look at this game, he ate the middle of that field up and he won all of his one-on-one matchups 98.9% 90, of the time on Sunday, but he 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 was the reason why, you know, uh on 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 Pat's 100th touchdown you know, where the where he did the lob to Tyreek. Tyreek was so wide open, you could tell the, a lot of the focus was on Kelsey. And Tyreek just ran a, you know, just ran a little flare across the middle, little quick little lob. So, yeah, uh, kudos to Kelsey, man, for uh, having that game, man. He just really opened up the offense a lot in my eyes. I concur. Right. Well, like I said, we got a bye week. <laughs> we got a uh, bye week coming up. But let's go ahead and go into the uh, to league second, man. Uh, give us the picks, man. Let's see how we did. 
All right, all right for the week nine, buddy. Uh, we all did. We we didn't all do too bad uh, for the week. Um, I was nine and uh, nine and five for the fourteen slates, and you uh, and Beats were ten and four. Um, kind of the uh, we all would have been ten and four, but like I said, uh, kind of the game that was a difference. I went with Tampa Bay in that onslaught, man. New Orleans and them, <laughs> they really took it to Tampa Bay. Uh, I went with Tampa Bay in that when you guys went with New Orleans. Um, there were some other shockers. Uh, a duel in the desert with uh, Tua and Murray. You know, the Dolphins and yep, the Cardinals. We all went with Arizona. But Miami, my, yeah, I Miami, Miami I pulled it out. That, um, so I, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, take back my disrespect on Brian Flores the uh, head coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins. Because uh, obviously he saw something in practice and now they're 2-0 with Tua. So um, I'm going to go ahead and backtrack yeah. on that. So yeah. I guess uh, I guess we'll just see how this the rest of this season goes for them. Yeah, it's Tua's, it's Tua's athletic ability compared to Fitzmagic. <laughs> that's, the, that's what it is. It, it's his... It's his way. It's his athletic ability to move around in the pocket, create himself some more time to look down the field. Fitzpatrick is not like that. Fitzpatrick is gonna be in one spot. He's not gonna buy himself time. So that's what that's what the brothers see. You know, like you said, Beach, they are two and zero. Um, just moving it along, just kind of with the review from week nine. Um, we all went with the uh, Seahawks and Russell Wilson to get the treatment, but Buffalo in a bit win, you know, did what they had to do. You know, Josh Allen and that offense was was really clicking. Um, Cal got one uh, in, in, in a toss-up game. Cal went with the Giants, and we both, me and Beat, went with the uh, Washington football Can team. Can I stop right there real quick? All right, so I know that Cal Allen got injured kind of kind of like – I think he has the same kind of injury that Alex Smith had, and then they had to throw Alex Smith into the game. Um, so, one, yeah. I don't think Alex Smith should be out there with that offensive line because uh, his days is, is with life might be over if he continues to play behind that line. Even though he did it, I do want to give him congratulations on throwing a tub in his first, you know, since coming back. But I don't think he should be out there. If anything, you should, unless you already know, I guess they already feel that they know what they got in Dwayne Haskins. But that brother was not really even given a shot. He wasn't given a shot last year, and he really wasn't given a shot this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of real tragic to see, man. Like you said, with that uh, horrific injury uh, that Kyle Allen had suffered in that game, it was his ankle, you know. And like I said, man, that thing was clearly facing, clearly facing north. Why his leg was facing south? It was just horrific. I didn't. They they they, they weren't going to show it like that, but you know, uh, I seen a little little snippet of it, like a picture of how his ankle was and. That's just terrible. Like you said, that offense is really – that offensive line is really terrible. And it's very – it's so unfortunate that this has happened 
to another quarterback involving Washington. It's just it's just tragic, man. We spoke on that before that that offensive line is just getting everything right, so killed you, out there. I would there. say you should have Haskins out there. He's more mobile than Smith is at this point. I guess Smith said, fuck it. If they coming after me, shit, I'm throwing this I motherfucker. Know. I don't give a fuck if it's a penalty or whatever. Right. I think their hands yeah. are washed. You said what, Cal? Yeah. I think their hands are are washed with Haskins, man. I don't think they want to uh, be with that kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He didn't get yeah. a chance last year to really play, and he really didn't get – he only got, what, two or three games this year to play. And like I said, I mean, I know we didn't see him much on the field, but it, it got to be a practicing thing right. or something or offside. habits or something. Inside that organization. Where they was like, man, yeah, this kid don't yeah. – this kid is not doing what he needs to be doing outside or, or for, as far as preparation goes. Maybe right. they put the time in the film room. I don't know. Yeah, I think Haskins just pretty pretty much says shit to hell with them too. It ain't necessarily him wanting, wanting to go back to him. He like shit, fuck that. I ain't, nah, hell nah. Y'all bitched me and demoted me. Ah, uh, fuck yeah. So, <laughs> yes. But that's that. That's a weird, you know. That's that's an unfortunate situation with Washington. But uh, moving it on along with the week nine, um, really wasn't too much else going on. We all went with the Chargers, thought they would win. The Raiders, uh, the Raiders, uh, kept kept to their winning ways against the Chargers, winning their um, winning their three I'm, out of four games. I'm gonna stop you here lately. So I'm gonna stop you here. I'm gonna stop you here. Do you huh? think this is a coaching thing? And then if this continues, do you think Anthony Lynn should keep his job? No. Uh and, and yes, this is a coaching thing because uh they 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 can't stop anyone. Um yeah, their two and six record. Herbert is not uh he's not the face of that two and six record. He's been playing good ball. The Chargers just can't stop anymore. And they've blown monumental leads. Uh no, I don't think he should be the coach after this. You got a good quarterback like that and you still can't get together and stop anyone. No, the answer to your question. What you say, Cal? He should go. I say they can't stop nobody. That's a DC, that's a DC issue, y'all. Yeah? Okay. But you, but you know how the NFL goes. It's going to. He, he's already been on the hot seat anyway, and he's still letting these antics go on. I feel. I feel they've given him numerous chances to get this thing right, and and these things are still happening. I think that I think his days are numbered on that lot. But like I said, the Raiders uh stuck to their winning ways, uh, winning on a three game winning streak, winning the, their last three out of four games. So the Raiders, uh, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. This is a time late in November, getting late in November. We usually used to the Raiders have fizzling off, but. They're sticking to their winning ways. You know, they're five and three. Like I said, we got them off the bye. So, you know, they were able to do what they were able to do against the Chargers. And the Monday nighter last night, which turned out to be a very good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we did not, you know, um, I just seen the highlights, really didn't watch it, but the Jets gave New England everything they could handle, you know, and really should have probably won that game, but Cam. And the Patriots pulled it out with a late field goal to win by three. Man, 
that Baltimore did what they had to do against the Colts. Uh, Atlanta did what they had to do against Denver. Denver thought uh, – Cal thought Denver was going to kind of get away with it. Atlanta on the two-game winning streak. So, as of week nine, um, I'm two games up on Beats at 91-41 and one. Beats right behind me at 89-43 and one. And Cal – right behind him at 84-48 in one. So as these games get better and better, as the week progresses on, um, things are going to get a lot of, in, you know, things are going to get more intense with these picks, with all these good games coming up in the, you know, the back portion of the season. But to kind of can uh, move it along here, get week 10 started off, fellas. We got a good win out the AFC South on Thursday night. We have the Indianapolis coach traveling to the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football in a very pivotal game looking at this AFC playoff picture. Who are you going uh, with in this game, Beats? Uh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, ha, snap. Yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Tennessee. I don't believe in the Rivers, baby. Who are you going with in this game, Cal? Titans. <laughs> yeah, we're all going with the Titans in this game. So, and, uh, I just kind of I mean we kind of moved past that uh, Monday night game. Just just one quick second because I, I actually did watch that whole game. Uh, surprisingly, I watched it, but. Uh, as for Cam, it was some good moments and it was some very, very, very bad moments for him on that field yesterday. To me, Cam looked very gassed, tired. He was so many times. It was a few times where he was stumbling out of the break. He would try to take off and leave and lose his footing. I, I really do think, because Cam's a very athletic and, and he, work, he works on his body a lot. I really think that virus really did a number on him, bro, because he was very gassed out there on that field yesterday. I mean, I mean, he, he, didn't, he did not look like he was feeling good at all. But yeah. I, just, I just wanted to throw that out there, man, because, I mean, he's one of those big players that had that virus. And to me, like I said, he's not playing as the cam of, as of old because I have never seen cam – like trying to take off and just lose his foot. Nobody was there. Nothing. Dang. He just dropped. Like he just had no energy. I mean, you yeah. had to see like it, it was a few times that happened, like, damn, like nobody ain't even there. And he just fell. Yeah. In the little bit of time that I did watch the game, the Jets were really, really, you know, swarming on them. They were putting pressure on them and they forced him. Uh, you know, I, I could see, I could see the ga- the Jets' game plan was to force Cam Newton to beat them, um, and that's what I pretty much seen. They took away the Patriots' run game and took away all that running stuff with Cam, and they pretty much put it on his shoulders. So, like you said, you know, he had to do a little bit more, and on top of you know trying to throw it, and they were getting pressure on him. You know, he did look winded in some instances. So, but, you know, the, the Jets were swarming too. Yeah, kudos to the Jets, man, because they played a hell of a game. And, and Joe Flacco. So what happened to yeah. Sam? I didn't watch the game, buddy. Yeah. Darnold's out. What do you have? The, uh, did he have the, uh, what's that Mike. shit called again? Yeah, Mono. Did he have Mono? Yeah, he had Mono. Mono. 
No, what it what it actually was, what it actually was, why he didn't play in this game, fucking the uh the game against us last week. I know it was uh Treshawn Wharton and another guy. They kind of sandwiched his ass. He was kind of trying to do. That. He was trying to run, and we we put a licking on his ass. And I'm never gonna forget. He he came up and he was just really favoring his his throwing arm. And I said, oh yeah, we put a good licking on his ass. And that's what it really was, bro. The the Chiefs fucked him up <laughs> last week. That's why he didn't play. Oh yeah. Like I was telling, uh, I was talking to somebody last night. Like, yeah, Flacco definitely auditioning for another team next year because he was, he was getting that ball out quick. And I'll tell you what Flacco's, uh, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what Flacco's auditioning mm-hmm. for. He's there. He's auditioning for the uh, the XFL that the Rock uh, bought, buddy. That's what he's auditioning for. Okay. Hey, maybe. Damn. But he had a hell of a game. Yeah, he did. He threw for like he threw for like three yeah. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Nah. Uh, but uh, y'all got anything else to touch bases on, man? Nah, nah. We covered all the picks. Got the week ten Thursday nighter out. That's that's about it. And uh, Friday, you know, we we, we know the Chiefs got a uh, bye week, so we may focus more on some of the bigger games that pop up on that schedule uh, for Friday's show. Definitely the uh, Sunday nighter and. Maybe the Monday nighter and whatever we got in the twelve o'clock and three o'clock slot. Whatever games are big in those, we'll just focus on those. But Friday will be yeah. There's, yeah, I was gonna say there's a there, there's a couple good games on uh week ten slate that, that that I'm looking at here that that we can definitely highlight in the uh upcoming uh-huh. episode. All right, cool. So other than that, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, Back Friday with another show for you guys, man. Just, just bear with us, man. We're, you know, some guys are going. Through, I'm definitely going through some shit right now, but some shit. It, it'll bounce back, baby. We'll be okay. But uh, we're gonna keep going and getting this out any way, in form or fashion as we can. But uh, we're gonna get it out. But we will be back Friday. Uh, like I said, it'll be a little bit of a different show. We may add try to add something else into it. We'll just have to talk amongst ourselves. Amongst each other and see what we can do for Friday since the Chiefs won't be implemented. But uh, other than that, this concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Calvia. They can Peace find me on all social media time. sites. I appreciate you giving me all the likes and follows that you can give me. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's an inside joke. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at DBs1492. On all the social media, all the social media sites, and I do appreciate the listen, the sports heads for listening and tuning in with us and rocking with us for our day ones and the new ones that have just arrived. I do appreciate you, Lee. If they check it for you, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me at the Sports Talk KC page. Tap in with us all on that. You know. Um, so that's just a way to, you know, interact with us, things of that nature. Y'all can hit me up on Facebook as Radham Jones, you know. So uh, we working and, you know, Chiefs. Chiefs.